Hello. Hello. How's my darling Coast Wolf? How's my darling Jen? I'm good. Just hanging in there. Nothing too exciting. Happy anniversary. Thank you. It was our anniversary on Saturday. That's so nice. 22. Yeah. I know I'm old. That's gold, man. What it's... did you guys do for 20? You went on a trip, right? We went to where we went for our honeymoon. That's right. It was your first. Oh, I love that. We stayed in the same bed and breakfast. I think about the same room in the same bed and breakfast. That's nice. I want to, I think of things I want to do for my 20th anniversary. I don't know why I'm so fixated on it. I like, don't think about like wanting to do things for like my current anniversary. (laughs) Like like, 20. What are we going to do for 20? (laughs) Well, when we, when we were there on our honeymoon, the, um, the room we stayed in had a, had a guest book like for that room so that people who stayed there could like leave notes you know? Yeah. And the people who'd been there before us were on their 20th anniversary trip. And we were like, oh, that would be so cool to come back here for our 20th. And so we did. I love that. I know, right? How dorky are we? But we had so much fun. (laughs) I love that. I can't remember where we went. Oh, well, we went to the Dominican. I I can't remember where the country. I just can't remember the name of the Resort. It was in the Dominican Republic. Oh my goodness. Well, we didn't leave the country, so. (laughs) That's nice. Well, I'm not leaving the country. Mm -mm. No no country would have us. No country would have us. (laughs) And I'm just like. Like we have a lot of choice here. Also fair. <laughs> Not testing positive for COVID. Everyone's healthy. Uh, no, we're fine. Yeah. My um, my oldest son bought his first car on Saturday. What kind did he get? He got a Ford Fusion. It's a hybrid. Mm. It plugs it's a in. Car. You plug it in. It's crazy. It's a nice car, though. You got it's used, but I mean, That's yeah, funny. he he bought that himself. We didn't even co-sign. My husband my, just like went with him for moral support. My mom has a hybrid. I don't want to remember what it's called, but it's all <laughs> fancy. You've got to like plug it in and stuff, and it like yeah. it's like your phone. It's so weird. That's why I was I was joking with Melissa. I was like, most people are like I just need to charge my phone before bed. Now it's like you have to charge your phone and your car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad about charging my phone. I would never remember to charge oh my, God. my car. I am a charging fiend. I have oh, really? three different plugs. Actually, no, four different plugs. I've got one for my iPad, one for my Kindle, one for my phone, and then one for my watch. And they, everything gets plugged in before I go to sleep. I'm so organized. I know. I'm such a nut. <laughs> I'm feeling like hyper organized in this quarantine situation because there's nothing else to do. Right? Like, like what I, else do we have to worry I about? Really like my house is super clean. Like laundry is always getting put away. My closet, I went through my closet the other day and I went through my dresses because I haven't gone through my dresses in a while. I still had my rehearsal dinner dress. Wow. And my 13-year-old tried it on for Kristen <laughs> Gales. It was too big on her, but I like, oh. do not have my rehearsal dinner dress. That is amazing. But I did before we moved. I had like bridesmaid dresses for like my sister's wedding and my best yep. friend's wedding. And I was like, oh, honey, why? 
I know. I got rid of those a while ago. Those ones, if your city ever does like a prom yes giveaway do it for that because that works well we already donated we 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 got rid of so much stuff last summer like i'm still in awe it felt so good you know (laughs) isn't it feel really good to just get it feels really good guys we cannot stress this enough go through your closet go through Mm -hmm. your drawers Mm -hmm. just get rid of stuff whether you're throwing it away or you're donating Mm -hmm. it getting rid of it Makes you feel literally lighter. Yes. It's a cleansing feeling in which you say, I'm the most organized bitch in the world. That that little voice that says, I might need this. Bitch, no, you're not. If you haven't needed it in the last year, you're not going to need it. That's exactly. That's the rule. And if you do somehow need it again, you can buy another one. A newer one. A better one. Exactly. let it go. Don't keep dresses that are 14 years old. That no. Who's that does that? Me. <laughs> it's got sentimental value. No, it doesn't. I, was like, I just, Laura's like, what's a rehearsal dinner dress? I'm like, I just patted her head. You're like, go find out. Yeah. <laughs> I did let her try uh, one of my really sparkly dresses that I got for her anniversary because it was like a buck. Except when it came, it was really short. And I was like, I'm just gonna wear it, but whatever. And so I let it. Let you it try can out. pull it, it off. her because she's a couple inches shorter than me. So I was like, "Have that now." She's really excited. She has like this. It's like so much sparkle. It's kind of. She looks like a disco ball. It's pretty hilarious. So I'm like, you can wear that somewhere when we're allowed to leave. leave. House again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else Someday. Do. Here. <laughs> He's like, yay. She's like at the phase right now where she's almost as tall as me, and she's really excited to like be able to wear my stuff. And I just feel like telling her, I don't, ha- I don't wear cool stuff. Yeah, that's just not, not that, not. No. <laughs> so, Arrow so you've been rewatch. watching Arrow with your girl. Arrow rewatch. It's actually really fun to watch it with her. You know, so, this is why soul. I love watching shows and movies that I've already seen with somebody who hasn't seen them. Yeah, it's, it's very like much watching like our it lost again ex- for the first time. Yes, it's very much our lost experience because she's as clueless about Arrow as I was about Lost. <laughs> and it's fun. It's it fun, is fun. It? It's like. It's just the stuff that she says. I swear to God, I am not prompting her. She just says stuff about like shading Laurel, and it's not my fault. I don't well, tell her to say it. It's not hard to shade Laurel in season she one. Just, Let's be honest. It's just the way it is. <laughs> well, I've kind of given up on having her watch new stuff because I'm getting really pissed off at like these networks where they tell you it's age appropriate and, and they not. all are slipping shit in there that I'm like this is not age appropriate what are you even are you on crack so now my new thing is she just watches series that I've already watched and I know are fine yeah so she's watching she's in a hardcore binge because she's mad at me because I'm being crazy about this arrow rewatch because I only want to watch one a week and she's like that's what only one week that's gonna take forever well i know i so okay so i think we're gonna, <laughs> you are crazy. Through, we're gonna speed up on the first nine because i already have those reviews written and then i guess i'll just wait and see how long it takes me to write the reviews 
Like, I just don't know if I, I, I don't want to like put all this pressure on myself that I have to well, get, like, no, but like you can write a week the reviews when you want to. You don't have to do it before you watch the next episode. Oh, I guess I could. I could just live tweet it and then. You, you're putting pressure on yourself by saying, this is what I have to do, and this is how I have to do it. Right. Just go with the flow. It's Let so the hard river for me to do you. that, though. I'm not a go with the flow. You can do it. I have faith I, in you. I don't know if I can. I'm scared. <laughs> That's hard for me. You can do it. Okay. So, yeah. So, I was very, like, I've, I have not let her watch anything of Arrow. She watched one scene when we were going to HVFF Nashville uh, when she was dressing as supposed to smoke. I did let her watch the scene in 103 just so she had some conceptual whatever about Felicity. Because like all she knew was that Felicity loves computers. Lauren loves computers. Felicity's a girl. Lauren's a girl. Mommy loves her. Lauren loves mommy. <laughs> And done. <laughs> That's about <laughs> enough. I it's about like her. what my kids know about Felicity Smudge. Yeah, <laughs> so she genuinely thought for years and years that the show was just about Felicity. And yeah. Oliver was the secondary. If, if only. Character. If only. I was like, to be fair, it's how we view the show as well. Well, it's like, no, the, it's it's even beyond that. It's like, that's what the show could have been yeah. on a happier timeline than yeah. the one we're living right now. Amen, <laughs> like, sister. Amen. But unfortunately, no. And everything was done through the lens of Oliver. You know, I was watching another show. I'm watching Cursed on Netflix, which is basically like the Camelot Arthur legend. Only it's it's about spoiler alert if you haven't figured this out. It's about it's about the lady in the lake. So I was watching it and I'm like, God, Arthur is such a douchebag. And I was thinking about like he's so stupid. I was thinking about every other iteration and like I read Once in Future King. And he was such an idiot in that. And I was He's like, often an idiot. He's the worst in every iteration <laughs> yeah. of this fucking story. Because yeah. he's the worst in the story. And I was like, kind of like Oliver Queen. Yeah. Like, if these, these men just got out of their own way, there would be very little problems. Or if right. they would just listen to the intelligent women surrounding them. Right? That's hard to do. I'm like, okay. Like, we're all supposed to be super jazzed about Arthur and Excalibur. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about Arthur. Guinevere, sh- and I was like, the lady of the lake should just, like, keep the sword and say, screw you, Arthur, you're the worst, and be done with it. I mean, that's... And so as I'm, start- as I'm embarking on season one, I have this in my brain, because I have to, like, retool my brain, because we're back to stupid Arthur- Oliver. And it's painful. Like, okay, how you really feel? It's gonna be hard for me. I I don't know. I'm impatient. I'm like Nancy. I'm very impatient. Like I was rereading the first three reviews and just adding my thoughts. Anything else that popped up in Lauren's reactions? And I was writing these at some point during season four. I think it was maybe the summer before season four, maybe or during season four if I was extra nutty. 
And I was way more patient with this show back then. <laughs> you know, I, I, I can't tell you when. My, my, my patience with the show has actually had an inverse thing. Like, you got more it, I was less patient in the beginning. Mm. And then towards the end, I was more patient. But on me, that's mm-hmm. a bad sign. If I'm impatient, that means I'm really super invested. If I don't care, then I don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got gotcha. you. So it's like I kind of went the other direction so that by the time we got to the last season and Felicity wasn't there, I was like, mm, nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, that was a big that no. That was probably the right call to make. I'm not saying it wasn't the right call to make. I just didn't make that call. Um, you, you went the opposite direction. Uh, well, I'm just reading my shit about Laurel. Oh, you I'm were so patient so with Laurel. So nice about her. I remember everybody was like, Jen, she's I'm the so fucking nice. wife. I'm like, oh, she's positive. Or, no, she's not. She's the wife. Like, now when I'm tweeting, I'm like, fuck, <laughs> she's crossing her arms again. God damn it. I'm like, <laughs> 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 I listen. Like, one of my other reactions was, you know, Oliver told me to stay far far away from him i'm like yes stay far far away six feet under would be preferable Warren was like <laughs> i was a little angry i'm like, very very angry and then like lauren okay you know the scene when she like saves tommy and and and, and oliver yeah were they in the in the nightclub yeah right and she's like go laurel like lauren was very impressed by this moment and i'm like no 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 no, no, see, it's illogical because later on she can't, and Lauren was just like, shush it, just shush. She's like, let it go. <laughs> I, like, I, I can't, can't let it go because it doesn't make any sense. Can't stay positive things about this woman. That's a, Laurel had absolutely no consistency in season one. So bad. Like, All her fans would say, oh, she was so number. great in season one. I'm like, where? Where? There it's was weird. nothing. There was nothing solid or or real about her in season one. She just flip flopped the it entire was seriously season. like a personality switch every week. Actually, it was even worse than that. It was from scene to scene. It was from scene to scene because she'd go from loathing the ground that Oliver walked on to like huddling in his arms and don't leave me. To, like a cat I can't the stand the sight of you to oh kiss me I love you so much oh my I just god have to touch you but I can't and I'm I'm like, I hate you and I hate you that makes me want to touch listen, you it's like Oliver that like was, what the fuck are you even Oliver was a nightmare in season one but he even he didn't nightmare. deserve that you know yeah I was just kind of like well I mean my main problem and we've talked about this nauseum, but we're gonna do another round of it because it's just so bad it's just like I'm, I'm still talking to Mark, and I feel like saying to him, what the fuck was going on with you guys in season one with Laurel? Were you just like, I don't know what to do with every scene? Explain it to me, man, because I've seen you write female characters fairly decently. So what happened there? It was right. a hot mess from the start. What's going on? Tell me the story. I think, I think, I think it's a multiple, a multi-pronged issue. You know, yeah. I think they they wrote her a certain way. I think they knew, and as they, it was performed, it wasn't coming across the way. Right, they wrote I think it. they knew they were in trouble. But in the second, Katie and Stephen did a scene together in the pilot. I think that first scene, 
and I talked about this a little bit in the review, that first scene is crucially important for me personally, because if I don't fall in love with the ship in the first scene, it takes a really long time for me to ever fall in love with it. I'm very seldom swayed later on. You know what I mean? Right. Well, it's, it's, it's first impression. It's impression. Your first exactly. impression is that, bad. Yeah, I need that magic. I need that. Spark. They have so much more to overcome. Right. To overwrite that first impression. And I would say this is particularly true with OTPs. Like I'm a little more loose when it comes to just shipping characters that, you know, I like, but like when it's my ride or die, I'm like, nah, I'm going to need, I'm going to need it from the start. So Buffy and Angel, Selena, all of they them. need to have an amazing first scene together. Yeah, they yeah. just do. Yeah, you got to come out of the gate and tell me why I'm supposed to root for these people. Why is this relationship so magical? Writer, bring it. And there was none there of that. Was none of Lord. that. I was like, no. I was actually horrified. Like the minute she said, "You cheated on me with my sister," I was like. And they are done forever. We are not. He's not. What? We're supposed to want them together? No. I've I've seen people sit there and say that, like, the things that Laurel said to Oliver are understandable given what he did. And I'm like, okay, but also no. Because here's, here's, here's my problem. If she was saying to that the day after. That's one thing. Yes. All the anger. All the anger. Perfectly understandable. However, the problem I have is it's been five years. She doesn't know what's happened in five years. She doesn't know if he's changed, if he's gotten meaner, if he's gotten better, if he, you know, she doesn't know any of that. But also there were news. And through- so this stuff, she's, she's having an, a five-year-old yeah. argument with him that's no longer relevant to who either of them are. Yeah, I mean... You know what I mean? And she sits there and she acts like she has always cared about, even if she's mad at Oliver, she's always cared about his family. But then in the next breath, she goes on to say that she wished he'd rotted in hell longer than five years, knowing the pain that gave to his, his mother and sister. She would wish his family to endure that pain, regardless of her feelings for him. Because for her in that moment, it was all about her and her feelings. Nobody else existed. And that's why I had such a negative reaction to it. Because it was supremely selfish. Well, and I think it's kind of... I, th- I think this will be... It'll be interesting for me. Because I, I, when, when I first saw th- that episode, I was on Laurel's side. I was like, I get why she's mad. And, but I already was coming into it with compassion for Oliver because you know he's the exactly. guy and I'm right, like well right. he was apparently on an island for five years that had to suck um, and this is before we even got to the part where his dad put a bullet in his brain so right. my thing with the whole Laurel and the rage at Oliver was Oliver didn't cause the boat to sink right. and Sarah like be mad about the cheating Laurel Yes, be mad about the cheating. But, but about, about her being dying, dead. I'm a little like, how is that how does he control Sarah dying? And where is the responsibility for Sarah? She needs just because Sarah's dead doesn't mean that she is now culpable and not responsible for her own decisions. 
the the problem is is it is as understandable as Laurel's anger might have been. The problem was, you know, in addition to what yeah. I said that it it, it 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 makes her seem selfish. The problem is, is it puts you on the wrong foot. Right oh, away. you are not sides. showing a soft right. moment with them. You are showing an absolutely divisive yes. moment. And there is absolutely nothing for you to look at in that and say, I want these two to, to be in love and end up happily ever after. Together. And like, even in, there's nothing there. Even in the enemies to lovers thing, the reason why that always works is they find a thread of connection in the right. beginning. Like, let's just talk right. about, okay, like Damon and Elena, okay? They were technically enemies to lovers, okay? But Elena always had compassion for Damon, and Damon hated everybody except Elena, okay? That's kind of the threat. Or even like, and I'm going to pick your favorite, uh, um, Ray and Kylo Ren. There was a thread of connection. I know, I know, I know. It's going to hurt you. I'm just, I can't think of other enemies to lovers right now. My brain is flaking. I'm like, I hate to bring up ooh, this guy. But it's all I got. It's all I got. There's none of that with Oliver and Laurel. I don't see any warmth. I don't see any connective kind of anything. And so you're immediately, particularly if I feel if you're a female, I think women are like, oh, there's cheating and then there's cheating you know what i mean like well it's like it's like the cheating there's so many layers of wrongness the a there's the cheating. right i mean that's that's like sadly that's like the easiest thing is the cheating and that's like that's not even a little thing but it's the easiest thing here and then there's the dying and then there's the The suffering the wishing venom on somebody and then like it just it 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 explodes out it was a nuclear bomb in their relationship from the first scene it's just and i was just like there was no way from that moment on that i was ever going to ship them and for me personally i was never going to like well and i don't like okay the problem is you with this show is oliver is fairly unlikable in the first season because he is experiencing a lot of drama but you know ptsd (laughs) but also just kind of a dick um and you know that's why diggle and felicity became so freaking crucial is because you liked them and they liked oliver so okay well (laughs) you could write an entire thesis on the differences in how felicity treats oliver versus how laurel treats well and i feel like the writers it's it's not that, that felicity yeah, it's not that Felicity turns a blind eye right. to Oliver's misdoings. Right. No, she holds up a magnifying glass and tells him to look. Yeah. You know, what Laurel does is she takes it and she beats him over the head. Yeah, with and it. insults him in the same. Like, and, and, and makes it to where you care less about what he did wrong and more about how she's using it to, to cause further oh, trauma. Oh, this is on a great example. I think what episode is this? What's the fucking ice cream scene? Is that scene two? That was season, that was episode two. Okay, yeah. that scene kisses he me off because it's just clearly, it's clearly. I hate that scene too. Like a lot. Put them back together scene. Except you're still like, why? Really... After all the horrible things right. she said to him, why would he right. show up at her apartment? It's like, first of all, it made no like, sense. 
is like being in an abusive relationship and the writers are hitting you and you keep and they call us you deserve toxic. it it's like no you don't deserve it you don't deserve this <laughs> so okay we did the first scene where she's like rotten hell bastard and you're like well i think he kind of already did that and he didn't he was in control yeah. of the weather but okay and then it's like, oh, my God, the cheating. Don't want the cheating with the sister. Don't ever be together ever again is basically where I was at. Then you get to the club scene at the end of the pilot. And she's like, I just want to be here for you. And Oliver's like, I'm still a party boy asshole. Stay away from me because I'm just going to hurt you. Which, honestly, her reaction at the end in the party should have been the first scene. That should have been her MO in the first scene. Yes! The, it should have been reversed. Yes! It was yes! so wrongly oh, placed. It was brilliant like brilliant observation. Because what? by the time that scene showed up at the party, I already hated her, and I was like, "Why are you changing your right? mind like this?" Yes. You know, she lost all my respect, and so therefore I couldn't respect any flip flopping she made after that because she already showed me who she was in that first scene. Right. With and I was like, nope, I'm not buying So <laughs> then Oliver says, hey, stay away from me. She's like, oh, you haven't changed and stalks away. And then the next scene in, in the episode, or in episode two, is the court uh, room scene. Yes, outside, well, in, in, inside the court. even bitchier than the first Where scene. Where she, she ran him down in front of one of her clients. Right. Like, like, can you say stranger? And also, He's, oh, she's like, what are you God. doing here? He's like, oh, you know, getting brought back from the dead. Had to testify about my father's painful demise. Which you, know, you would stuff. think that would be a hard thing. It is if a hard had thing. any compassion yes. or any residual feelings that. or it even once nope. had feelings years nope, ago. The case. He'd be like, I'm so sorry. That's so So terrible. then she like lays I'm, him low, rips <sighs> out his guts, stomps, and does a little dervish. And then I mean, we, we have the great, I love this scene. It's the great scene. It's like my my absolute favorite Oliver and Thea scene of all time. It's the you have to let someone in scene. Okay. And it's perfect yeah. as we go along in the series because Thea said someone. She didn't say Didn't Laurel. say Laurel. Okay. So like you can be like, it still remains the truth. You can reply that scene to I mean, Beagle. they did flash from that scene to him right. going to Laurel. But the frustration I have with it is that he cuts right to Laurel. I was like, dude, she just ripped your balls out in the middle of a freaking courthouse in front of a perfect stranger. And you're like, let's eat ice cream together. It's just so jarring. It's like, where is this even coming from? And so why would he why would even go there? To- and he's like, let's eat ice cream together. Okay. I'm gonna let in the person who has ripped my right. guts out. We're gonna have we're gonna have a warm fuzzy heart. talk, and even more bizarrely, she lets him in. I was like, "What? You just told him that you hate him again? Why are we?" Go- There's no explanation between these two shifting polar opposite reactions for both of them. It just they flip. They're like magnets, and you're like, "What the what?" So then we're in the scene. They're total magnets, right? And. Oliver's talking about how Moira wants him to become a CEO. And Laurel says very snidely, I can't really see you being a master of right. the universe. And that I remember used all that exact the line. Oh my yeah, god. Felicity used that exact line in 301 when she was helping Oliver try to get the company back. And she's like, We're just wait, we're gonna turn you into a master of the universe. And she says it positively. Like he can be that. Yes. And I swear yes. to God. 
these writers hate Laurel and Lorimer just as oh much. Oh my as god, they, they did that, everything they, they could to all tear the time. Down. They will take something that was meant for Laurel and Oliver's romance, and or something Laurel said, and they will twist it to be a positive mm-hmm. or to an elicity or make fel- something positive. Felicity will turn something negative that Laurel said or did into a positive. Correct. Healing Oliver. She heals these these breaks in Oliver's psyche, whether or not they were created by Laurel or not. She takes them and heals them up instead of widening the the fracture, which is what all Laurel did during season one. Like, Oliver was beating himself against a rocky shore with her. You know, it was just like, you don't well, we know this, why. And we'll get into why when we're watching. Yeah. We know why you did it. But I was just kind of, well, and the other thing that blew me away, too, was in the ice cream scene in 102, was that it was mint chip. Yeah. So Oliver dreams <laughs> of, he, said, he just says he's dreamed of this ever since he was on the island. And so he it's ice cream. They make it sound like he's trying to say he wants to have sex with Laurel because the look that Katie Cassidy does give is, is kind of cute, but um, it's it's mint chip. And I guess there's a deleted scene where Laurel says her favorite is like Rocky Road. So the bitch couldn't even like take the ice cream nicely. She has to correct him about her favorite ice cream. Well, guess what, honey? You've been able to go to the grocery store for the last five years and buy yourself some Rocky Road. Oliver, on the other hand, was on an island suffering, and he wanted mint chips. Just shut the fuck up and eat it. Right. Right? So. No, but seriously, how bad is that? And then they made Felicity love That's her favorite flavor. Like, I just can't. Like, I can't. It's all they want to do is eat mint chip together. Like, who had writers on their show that did this? Nobody else but us. They and, and and what gets me is that the Laurel fans still try to insist. No. <laughs> like you guys don't even understand how thoroughly this show dismantled like, Laurel and Oliver. It's not us. Like, we're not doing this. Like we're just We're just it. noticing it. We're watching the it's show. Mark who does this shit. And I'm like, I can't help it if you like this his show. I'm not telling him to do it. He's doing this shit before even... No, but but the, didn't you hear, Jen? We're the ones that forced them oh to do God. this. It's all these Tumblr fangirls made guys, them. If we could force Mark Guggenheim to do anything, there would have been no breakup. There would have been have no baby mama drama. Do you guys know how much I argue with him in email? Do you have any idea? I never get my way. <laughs> no. I don't even have to ask. He knows what we all want. You know, oh yeah, you know. he just didn't want to give it to us. I'm not gonna give it to us. <laughs> so yeah, so that was that on Laurel. And then I also noticed in 103, this made me really excited because you remember our red blue theory. You might have to remind people. So the red blue theory came out of season three, where it started with the red pen. I would say that's where it started when Oliver remembered. The pen is red. And I did not come up with this. I think it was Beijing Doll. I think she's left the fan of, but uh, she was the one who came up with this. And we just started noticing through the through the season, there was a lot of red. And she tied it back to the Matrix in which Neo has to take a red pill or the blue pill. So the, the blue pill would send him back to the Matrix where he lives in blissful ignorance, but it's not real. 
and the red pill is real, but it's painful and difficult, but it's, it's, it's real life. It's true. So of course, Neo takes the red pill. So it, we were, you know, the symbol symbolism behind all of that is that red means it's, it's painful. It's more difficult, but it's really real that the love Oliver and Felicity have is what's real. And the love that Oliver and Laurel have is the illusion. Right. And she's sitting there in 103. I swear to God, I can't believe I never noticed this before. And she's, she's chewing on a pen, reading a news article or watching something on Oliver. And the pen is blue. I swear to God, I've seen, I've, I've seen the comparative GIF sets on that. You before. have? I've never seen that before. I knew that though. How did I, I know, know that? Because you see everything, and I'm sure there's 14,000 <laughs> other people that like. It's like it's literally like they're gonna be like, Jen, you didn't notice this. I'm like, no, I missed it. But you also haven't I rewatched have season one recently, <laughs> <No>. so <laughs> yeah. So it's fine. You're you're excused, okay? I rewatched season ones, two, three, like a lot of times. So that's of course true. I know. But I was really excited because um, it was there all along. Well, I honestly, I don't care if it was on purpose or not. It's, it's there. there. Well, yeah, that was something when Mark used to do his Tumblr ask. Somebody asked him, oh, have you read this theory? And do you have you noticed? Do you see? And he's like, no. He's like, I wish I was that smart. But we don't believe him. We believe that he's been instructing the club, the, <laughs> the makeup department and the clothing department and whoever's the dressing and then, like, immediately after Felicity wore, like, a, after somebody asked that question, she wore a red fucking dress on her uh, date with Palmer. Because, it was, oh, that was it. So season three, it was Palmer was, like, all the blue. Yeah, because she wore the first yeah, was the date blue in dress. 307 yeah, there was, was a lot more blue, blue shit. So we are like, they're perfect. And then once they were actually together, she wore the red dress over on the flash. And people were like, Yeah, Yee! I know, we flipped out. We were so mad. Like, you're all going to have to settle down, I was. People. I will never forget when those promo pictures came out. Like, the internet was a rage. They're like, she's in red! They're like, we might be taking this theory a little too far. Like, relax, guys. This doesn't mean you're not getting your end game. Calm Just down. Go have a drink. Settle yeah. down. Because that fine. season was all about Felicity realizing that Ray was the illusion of happiness. And even though Oliver was more painful choice, he was the real love of her life. She still got 320. She still mostly wore red on all her dates with Oliver. It's fine. It was fine. I was pretty excited. Okay, so we get to 103. And Lauren has just viewed, like, she watched the pilot. I knew the the scene I've always been afraid of was uh, the Robert Queen in the boat scene. So I paused before. I was like, this is going to be really gruesome and terrible. And we're going to talk about it afterwards. She's like, okay. So we had a nice big long talk. I mean, at least I didn't show show it. But she was a little like, what happened? Where did he go? Like, she's like, did he just? I was like, yeah. So I actually was very, as I was talking things through with Lauren, you know, because we're Catholic. And I'm like, you know, we're not going to church right now. Like, you really can't. I was like, this is a very interesting way that I'm going to be able to tie in some of our religious beliefs to Oliver Queen's story. I mean, this essentially he's in purgatory. Catholics love me some purgatory. So I was like, this will be an interesting way that I can kind of keep teaching her about our faith as we're watching this comic book show on the CW. So we get to, she's just literally watching 102 to get to 103. Like she doesn't say very much in 102. She's like, we just have to get through this so I can get to 103. 
There's not and much I was to like, say about yeah, no, you're not wrong. So she gets to 103, and we have to like <coughs> so pumped, okay? And I and I kind of like didn't think about this, but because she's so focused on Felicity as the show, when she actually watches the scene, she's like, that was what? That's so short. She was like totally blown away that it was so short. She's like, but this is Felicity. She's the show, and and I was like, oh, I may have uh, incorrectly sold the premise. <laughs> Well, and also, that was the way of things with Felicity until season three. I'm going to have to, like, really sit down and talk to her. because So, actually, Nick was in the room, and he was like, no, Lauren, she, you have to understand, she was never in, she was never to be, they didn't plan on her being part of the show. And she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah. And Nick, Nick was like, that was just a throwaway little part. And I was like, but because she made Oliver laugh, which is Steven, I was like, they kept inviting her back. She was just, and she's like, and then she became the lead. And I was like, yeah. And her mouth was on the floor. It was so cute. And then I swear to God, she asked this almost immediately. She's like, well, who was, who was Oliver supposed to love? <laughs> and she was like thinking about it. And she was like, like she, I could literally see her running through female characters. And she's like, no, related, no, related. And then she was like, Laurel? And I was like, yeah. And she literally went, Pfft. and I was like, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. And then she, no. and then she was like, was Laurel mad that she's not the female that she wasn't yeah. the lead anymore? And I was like. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if mad's the right word, but she was absolutely salty. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it's like, Lauren doesn't know Katie Cassidy. She's just Laurel to Lauren. So it was pretty funny. I was like, I I plead the fifth. <laughs> I don't want to criminate myself by answering that question. But yes, she was. <laughs> but the best part is that they didn't make Laurel mad. No, they didn't. I really think that was probably one of the best decisions that they ever did. I think partly that was... I'm so glad it wasn't a triangle. Because I really don't think they... It was By the time you get to season three, it Oliver and Laurel are so done. I actually think it would be weird for Laurel to be weird about Oliver dating Felicity. I really do. Right. Like, once you have that scene in 214, which they never really address again. No. But that was, that was the door slamming. I yeah. Mean, it was already shut. Yep. But that was the door slamming. Yes. And I think that's what the Laurel Lance fandom doesn't get. They don't no. understand that scene at all. No, they don't. And it's like, guys, that, that was it. That was the scene. That was where it, it officially ended. It was done at the end of season one, let's be clear. Yeah. But this was the confirmation. Right. I also think it's really interesting at the end of 103 that he tells Diggle. Like, whether the writers know it or not, I feel like that little Felicity scene, I don't know. It was like Oliver had that little spark of humanity, and then the, almost the very next thing he does is he tells bring Diggle. Bring somebody on the train. Bring somebody on the, the team. team. Yeah. I, sometimes I think writing is a very um, unconscious act. It, it, honestly, I think you're absolutely right because a lot of times you're writing something, you're writing something, then all of a sudden you look down and you're like, oh, that's where we were headed. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know that's what was yeah. happening. Like, you don't Your even brain's know what's doing it unconsciously. Right. That's happened. I mean, if you talk to any writer, I don't care if they've written fan fiction or they're an Emmy Award, whatever, they will tell you there's always a moment where it's like 
it's like this other part of you takes over the keyboard and then you write something and you're like, well, where did that come from? And I also think sometimes there's meaning inside of it that you don't realize was there until you look back on it. Kind of like a hindsight 2020. Like the red blue thing. Like the red blue thing. Right. So I don't know. I just thought, I always found that very interesting that, and Stephen always says, you know, this episode was the most important episode of the series. And he's, I mean, obviously he's right because of Emily Bet Ricards, but then he's also right in terms of Oliver and Diggle. Right. And I kind of love that they did, they got Diggle on board so quickly. Yes. Because it's really not that fun when people don't know who Oliver is. And Diggle... It really isn't. There's only so much Oliver sitting down in the basement sewing himself up. Yeah, crossing names off. You know? (laughs) Okay. And that stupid voiceover. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, no. So bad. Well, I cracked up, too. Because Lauren... So while she's... So it's just funny. Because she, you know... She doesn't know what's going on. So she was convinced that Lance was the bad guy, that he was the villain in the pilot. I mean, like, oh. he's not a very nice I, guy. Well, you know, just like, like, he's kind of a dick. But then it was really funny because I was like, she's like, oh, he's Laurel's dad. She's like, oh, that's nice. And I was like, right. So who else is his daughter? And she just like sat there for like a minute. And like when she realized it was Sarah, she was just like, Oh my God. She's like, Mom. I'm like, Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. She's like, Well, that explains why he hates him so much. I'm like, Yeah, it, that's fair. And then what else does she react to? I can't remember. It'll come to me. Oh, Moira. She was like, Well, she's not winning Mother of the Year. No. <laughs> you don't have your son abducted. You forget how shady Moira, Moira was. Oh man, she was so shady. She was so freaking shady. It was bad. All right, do we have questions? I don't know. Uh, we have some. I told them that we we're. Oh, this. Ruth. Look at me. Hi, Ruth. Paying attention. What stands out differently knowing the whole series versus watching the first time? Uh, I haven't watched the whole thing yet, but I would say something that stands out to me is Steven's voice. He does change a lot. He changes his voice more in the present day as things go along. It was much more high pitched in the present day in the pilot. And I, it'll be interesting to try to pinpoint when he starts to deepen it more. Because there isn't a big difference between Oliver and flashback Ollie. There's a little bit of one. But he really does make it sound more gravelly um, as the years go on. So that kind of struck me. It also struck me um, his physicality. Uh, Steven really did a good job in the beginning of the series, all through the series of like Oliver's so rigid in the first season and he moves just, he's kind of like a, like a, a cat hunting. He has this almost stock way of walking, but he's so rigid. He's so, you know, everything about that's relevant to my current yeah exactly yeah (laughs) so as things go as things go on he relaxes oliver's posture he seems more at ease there's more smiling so all of that kind of it's kind of it's a little jarring coming off of eight where he's you know kissing felicity in in the netherworld he created for them to go back to season one i was like well he really was 
stiff. So those two things is seeing the evolution. I'm trying to think what else. Um, it's just weird having all the characters back. You go so long without having them, like Tommy and even Lance. I was like, oh, well, I think one of the things, no, I'm not participating in this. But this you've rewatched it so many times, so but it's fine. one thing that that changes once you've seen everything and then you go back and watch is the things that worried you on the first watch mm. that don't worry you now that you've seen everything. Mm. Yeah. You know, things that upset you, things that worried you, things that bothered you. I was really in a quandary when I was watching this show. Because, you know, when I watched Arrow, I wasn't obsessed with it straight from the start. I mean, I really loved the pilot, but, and I really loved the show. And slowly, bit by bit, it was becoming the first show that we picked off the DVR to watch first. But I really didn't hit obsessed until after season two because I didn't know what I had gotten myself into in terms of Oliver and Felicity I was really worried that the writers were just going to do this will they won't they like she was always going to be like his girl Friday she was going to have a crush on him and he was going to be in love with Laurel and they were just going to play with that forever yeah and I I unfortunately you know I think it it probably wasn't my best move is how deep and fast I fell in with 207 Mm. that I was absolutely certain that Elicity was going to be a thing like I went from zero to 60 oh wow and so then what happened in 2B was such a throwing me for such a loop yeah it really kind of knocked me about and I didn't feel secure again until after season two ended Whereas you were just like steady, 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 steady until the end of season two. And then you're like, okay, now I'm sure. Yeah. Whereas like I, I, I created my own angst. Yes. Season two because I was so sure. And then the whole thing with Sarah happened. And then I was like, but I was not expecting that threw me for a loop too. And then they brought Laurel back, you know, with Oliver, like the last, I think she was like in 21 and 20, 20 and 21 or whatever. They did, but I don't even know why I wasn't worried about Laurel by the end of season two. I was stressed out by 223. By the time 223 aired, I was, aired, more I was stressed really by stressed Sarah out. in season two than I was Laurel. Okay. No, I, 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 I bought it. I, I felt like, for it. Down one th- you know, I think a lot of it, though, actually, now that I'm saying it, is I think it was 214. I think I recognized, and a lot, you know, I remember all the Tumblr posts at the time. Everybody knew that that was it. See, that's the nice part, too, about being in fandom. Because I think discussion really triggers It does. Stuff. It really does. I was just not online. And I just was like... And maybe if you had head. been, you'd have been like, okay, I don't yeah, really I didn't, worry. Because right. If I had read that. interviews by Mark Guggenheim, if I had read interviews with Stephen Amell, I think I probably would have been a little bit more with it. But I was just sitting there like, well, are these guys, are these right? I felt like I was crazy person because I was like, I am not the only one who's seen this, am I? Like, seriously, he's in love with her. Like, what the fuck? And then they bring in Sarah. I feel like, I feel like Laurel at the end of season two when she showed up, it wasn't that I was worried about it. It was that I was annoyed. I'm like, why mm-hmm. are we wasting time on her? Yeah. Why, why, this is taking away from potential Oliver and Felicity scenes. Yeah. This is stupid. Yeah. This is, this is dumb. This is pointless. I remember being annoyed where Diggle and Felicity brought her in. Yes. And told, like, why, like, why would you do that? First of all, it's like, well, we really needed 
to get somebody who really knows you and can get through to you. Like they didn't dumb. qualify for and that. And that was annoying. That was, was annoying as hell. Because I, was it like, wasn't, the, I was so irritated with that scene. It wasn't authentic. To not what at all. I know watching. you in your bones, Oliver. I remember sitting in my in my living room and being Oh, everybody pissed. hated that line. I was everybody like, hated it. I was like, you haven't figured out he's the hood for two and two years. You're an idiot. It, it just made me so mad. And I felt like they were pushing her back in. Like, I kind of was like, all right, it's really down to Oliver. It's, for Oliver, it's really down to Sarah. But then Sarah breaks up with him. So I'm like, okay, I think we can discount Sarah. And I was like, I, I was honestly, feeling pretty good. I was feeling pretty good. And then they bring Laurel back in. I'm like, oh, God, are they going to do is it Felicity or Laurel? I'm like, yes, they are. And I hate you. I Yeah, I honestly think that's the only reason because it, it made no sense. I think right? it was really just a last ditch effort. To make people go, well, maybe it's not Felicity. Well, no, it worked. Out. I'm telling you, it worked with me. I was like, but I'm like, telling you, all, all of like all of Tumblr fandom, like everybody knew that it was Felicity. That's like we so know, we all knew it was Felicity. Like then I get on to Tumblr and I'm like unshakable. Like once I once I was like, you okay, were unshakable. I was unshakable, and like there were so many people who would worry about them after later on and like afterwards. how could you? It was so sure. I'm like, you guys, how can you? Like, I understand being worried about it in season one and season two. Yeah. I don't understand being worried about them after season three. I, I understand less. Like, I, I hear people say, oh, but then this and this and this. It's like, okay. I don't understand that walk of life that you've taken on the <laughs> here. But I can respect that. I understand you, know, I, you I, felt I there were different you. things. It's just like, I don't know, man. And obviously, if That's you just read me. my weekly dissertation of every yeah. episode, you would I don't be know. So just, I have absolutely no fear for Oliver and Felicity after season two. Like, yeah, never. Yeah, me neither. I was like, never no, this once. is it. They picked a lane. In fact, I remember writing meta after meta that they picked a lane. Yeah. Because they had to. If Oliver kept dicking around with every female that we wouldn't have any respect for him you wouldn't have any respect for him you wouldn't you wouldn't trust his heart and that's the core part of the hero you have to trust that the hero's heart is good and and true and loyal and loving i'll never forget and i don't remember when this interview happened i want to say it was in season two it could have been before season three it might have been in season three but they did a thing where they were talking, the interviewer asked them about Oliver and Felicity. And they asked them, you know, are you going to go there? And they said, there's a short game and there's a long Yes! Game. I remember that interview. I found it after... When was that? It was in season two. Okay, and I I remember that interview. I've thought of that interview so much, and yes. they said in the summer, and they said, hiatus. and we decided to go with the short game. Yep, in the summer hi- I read that in the summer hiatus between season two and season three. I just started my blog, and I found that interview because I was just like, I was literally like, you guys, it was like a feast. I was just gorging was. myself on Arrow <laughs> information because I had no idea that there was this big, huge online fandom. I had no idea. I, I remember people were, were were confused. Like, did short game mean they're going to do it and then be over with it? Oh. And I remember thinking, no, that means they're going to get them together yes. sooner. Yes. That I, I'm in 100% agreement with you because I read it. I was like, no, they were getting Oliver and Laurel together short period of time like that's the first phase and then Oliver and Felicity are the long game yeah but they were like we could draw out Oliver and Felicity or we could get them together 
and then fuck with them. Which is what they did. Which is what they did. <laughs> but I also I also remember Mark I mean, he pretty much directly answered that Laurel and Oliver were over when he said, you know, that was a storyline in season one that we really wanted to, you know, we've been building to Laurel and Oliver and we really wanted to, you know, um, kind of reach that pinnacle, kind of close that and have that because, you know, kind of close out that storyline. Right. Season one, I was like, okay. Because in season one, when they do finally get together, it's very rushed. And I was like, all right. It's extremely rushed. There's no, there's no lead up. There's no lead down. When they are, when Arrow is trying to wrap a storyline because they're excited about something else they want to write, they barely barely spend spend any any time time on it. it, And it's just like, we don't care if this is (laughs) shitty. We're just getting it over with. We can get to what we really want to write about. Like they can't. And then let's throw in a little trauma for Tommy. Yeah. It was like, okay. All right. All right. So I got to go back now. Twitter's not. How do you think the creators plan to have Arrow end when they originally pitched it or during the early days when they still thought there would only be five seasons but also knew Felicity would be involved? I actually think, I guarantee you, Mark intended to kill Oliver at the end of season five in the present day. I I think that the, I think that the... It's the wrong choice, Which is the wrong choice, but I think what actually helped us this is horrible to say but because it was so painful was emily leaving and i know you and i had said that before because it was it was so much pain it was such a devastating they could thing to us and to them like they would be like the worst people on the planet if on top of that they killed oliver and i mean kill oliver with no he's a god flying around the universe and you know what i mean like i don't think but even then there's still people who are absolutely positive i know and it drives me nuts because it's just wrong (laughs) (laughs) i mean everybody's open to their own interpretation you're allowed to have your wrong opinion (laughs) but your opinion's wrong (laughs) (laughs) like seriously jeff yeah, see, my opinions, they're right. And then your opinions, when they don't agree with mine, that's when they're wrong. <laughs> that's Correct. how that works. <laughs> I mean, it's simple, right? I don't, I don't understand my Oh, Jen. So, yeah, I think I guarantee you that that was probably the pitch. I also think that they had, it was going to be a faster time frame on stuff. I bet you they were going to end it the way that you hate it ended the most. Oh, God. Are you for real? Do you think so? I honestly think so. She would have been pregnant after you died. Yep. I hate that shit. I'm so mad. You know, but think about it. Think about it ending in five. Well, yeah, because that's why I'm saying I think the breakup either might not have never happened or it would have been shorter. They would have gotten married, gotten pregnant. He would have died. Because like you have to truncate everything that happened essentially in six and seven down to five. Yeah, that's. I mean, what yeah, is, yeah. I honestly think it's a fairly bleak outcome. I think I was a little nervous about because back when they when they extended it and he did a, Mark is not necessarily a person to come out and say, "This was really bad. I'm sorry. We screwed up." 
Like that's not that's not how he <laughs> works. Yeah, like, he can't acknowledge when things don't work. And I remember reading an article with him where he was like, "We pushed Oliver and Felicity too quickly. We were trying to hit all these tent poles with them in season four, and it was like get them together, then quickly break them up. Then you know what I mean. And you know he was like, a lot of that had to do with the show was going to last for a few more years. So we kind of had to slow them down, but." there were things that they did in four, which was too quick and too fast and then not fast enough. So he could acknowledge that the pacing and some of the decisions they made in four was not great. Season four got off to like a brilliant yeah. start. The first few episodes of season four were absolutely fantastic. Yeah. The minute you hit that crossover And then though. that's kind of like the same thing you saw in season yep. six. Season six got off to a yeah, great really start. Did. And then it all just went was a shit. shit show. Yeah, so I think I think they would have done all of that stuff. They would have done all that storyline, but it would have happened more in four. It's always the odd numbered seasons. Yeah, and maybe too. in five. It would have been, it, and then in some ways that's better. When Arrow is churning through plot, that's when the show feels really fast paced. And I think the show started to lose that kind of fast paced edge to it that it had in season one and season two. Um, and maybe even a little season, but like three. when I think of season two, like I loved the beginning of season two. But I yeah, hated, it grinds to a halt in B. I hated B, and the last few episodes is the only thing that saved it. And it was like season four didn't even have the last few episodes being good, it's just like B was just like, well, and it's like, yeah, it's kind of like, this is gonna be interesting too as I rewatch it on the pacing because I know what's coming. I know it's ridiculous. Kelly liked her little joke there. We gotta let her have a giggle. <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah. So what were we talking about? Oh, probably the pitch. I one hundred percent believe Mark intended to kill Oliver Queen. He's pretty much said that. Yeah. In almost any interview. Yeah, and some people believe Oliver's always dead, be and that's wrong. But it's okay. You can keep thinking your wrong thoughts. So I think Emily leaving actually, and then you know, at the point where he pitched this, when they pitched this series to the network they had not conceived of the flash they had not conceived of you know they wanted to i think i think greg berlani admitted that he wanted to do the flash but they couldn't start with that they had to prove yeah that there was something yeah. there i wonder why he said that's he couldn't start with for. the flash probably because it cost more money to make well and also dc is not going to trust him with the oh yeah i mean green arrow was like you know third they're run. a little bit right. like iron man so uh, once they saw, hey, they do a pretty good job with these comic book characters, they're like, okay, yeah, you can have the okay. flash. That makes that makes sense to me. Yeah, but I I I I think Emily leaving, I think that took out some the wind in their sails and they were like, Okay, we can't actually be this much of assholes to our fans. Like that's mean. <laughs> so I think it helped. But I everything I see in five Everything well, and I guess that was part of my frustration. As I, I remember when I was when I was writing the reviews, because you guys forget, but timing was very important to this fandom back then of when things were going to happen, and if you didn't get the right, yes, it was extremely episode, fucking important on you. It was ridiculous. If you, if you were predicting what was going to happen, but you were wrong about what episode it happened in, you were shit, and you, yep. should, be you should be run out exactly. of town on a rail, ostracized, your name dragged through the mud, hanged, your children burned at the cross <laughs> in that order. <laughs> 
It was absolutely insane. I've never been a part of. There were dark days in fandom, folks. Episode number and when is it going to happen? And it didn't matter if you were off one episode. If you were one off, after you're like, oh, they're going to get married in, you know, eight oh seven, and it was eight oh eight. You were wrong. You and your theory were wrong. It was like crazy. So I remember when I was writing and we were theorizing, we were trying to like nail down the pacing. Honestly, that's what made me not want to speculate exactly. publicly. No, we stopped. Was we all that. Of it. No, like, we no. would speculate for hours. No, we'll, we'll speculate Yeah, no, you and I could speculate privately for hours, but we just stopped sharing it because it was so ridiculous. Um, I, I was operating on the five-year time frame, and I remember my frustration yeah. in four was I could literally feel the point where, oh, they decided we're going to keep the show going for longer than five years. Because there was such a Because it felt like you were spinning your wheels on. Yeah, it was such a hard, hard swerve. You were like, okay. And then it just grinded to a halt. And you're like, okay. And then all of this character building that I thought Oliver was achieving in four kind of fell apart. And we started off five in a very weird and almost like to me, like they were trying to scale him back to season one. And it just, it was very, regressive. it was super, it was too regressive for where they started him in five. And I understand why they started him the way that they did in five, but I thought they were replaying themes that we had already long ago. The beginning of five, the first half of season five was just such a fucking trailer. It was not good. I mean, it was it was not good in the sense that it was too jarring for fans of Oliver and Felicity to be going from the abundance that we had of focus on them in four to just this. Now we're back to like a season two level of Felicity scenes, I kind of thought, where they were still meaningful. They were still really important. But, you know, she was not getting the same attention that she got in season. She no. wasn't. And I think anybody arguing no, was that Felicity was getting the same amount of attention. And, all, and suddenly Curtis is getting more and more attention. And that just made everybody. Listen, irritated. I will give the fandom a whole shit ton of credit on the Curtis angle because there were a ton. And I would say the majority of the fandom was like when they introduced Curtis, people were like, no, keep it. Because you're going to have this male guy come in and he's going to be the new Felicity. And I was like, no, they're just, they're just giving no, a they're not going to do they're that. They're going to have a little friend because that's what they were selling in the interviews. Like, you know, oh, no, it's going to be, you know, someone that Felicity can talk tech to. And I was like, well, that's that's lovely. I thought it was a character. Made but the big, the big, the big warning sign that that was actually coming true actually happened in 418. That one with Brie Larvin. Yes. And the bees. Yes. Where they had Curtis back at the lair yep. running things. And I was like, um, Yep. Yep. No. And it, it just exploded. No. <laughs> he just exploded into like this completely obnoxious. Like the opening no, in four, I, like I liked this. Curtis a lot. But then in five, it was just like, Someone shoot him. Please shoot him. Like he's horrible. I can't stand him. So I think in that sense that, you know, the elongating the series really jacked up. I think it really jacked up. 4B and 5A. Like oh, a yeah. shit ton. And that period of the show, to me, from 4A to 5A. Those are like the lost those episodes. Are like some of the worst episodes <sighs> if you're an Arrow fan. And my parents couldn't do it. That's actually one of the things 
A um, lot of people. Like they, yeah, your parents and a lot of other right. Fans My just parents stopped. hit because in the beginning of five, they also did the whole Sarah. Is that five or was that four? That oh, was four. Okay. When did they stop in five? I think they just stopped at after they broke up and they didn't go back until like the end of five like my mom put laundry away while she watched it and which is my mom's way of saying you're not a good show if I'm I'm mildly inter- I'm still interested in you but I can get shit done so because I don't really need to pay attention it's not a compliment if she's putting laundry away <laughs> she's watching your show and I remember my dad they did watch like they watched the rest of five but they they binged it pretty hard and then I remember my dad was so scared that they <laughs> that everybody died he was so scared my dad is the most precious soul you'll ever meet he like doesn't have he's just like not like super into the whole like typical storytelling and how it works he's like the person you can fool very easily so yeah that's kind of when that's when they I think that's when they kind of stopped and I think that's when a lot of people stopped so if they just they lost a lot of people, and it's like we can ho- tolerate. I think our fandom is strong enough that we could tolerate Elicity being broken up, so long as you were still delivering us good story with those characters. And the problem was is they were not delivering good story with those characters during the breakup. There was great potential there, and I feel like they they squandered a lot of it. Yeah, I don't think the slowdown was necessary. No, I think you could have. Well, that yeah, too. you could have power. Like you could have, you could have paced it better. You could have hit interesting storylines for during that breakup that would have kept Elicity fans going. Yeah, there was just a lot of. I think there's just a lot of push pull in this show about what we think the show should be and what they wanted the show to be and their focus on the superhero characters the action the villains like they always made that way more important that than what it had to detriment. be you know what i mean yeah. and i don't know if that, that was, was a dc deal or whatever but the real meat of the show is the characters and the relationships and they far too often pulled away from the relationships Honestly, think of how much better Five would have been if her boyfriend had been Adrian Chase. I know we talked about this so much. We love it. It so would have been so. Guys, the spec me and Cal easy. had for Five was the shit. They should have just listened to us. Because we were so on it for it being Tommy. We were so on it for Adrian Chase being Felicity's boyfriend. We were so on it. I think there was one more. We even figured out a way it could be Slade. Slade's son. That's what we thought. Slate it just, signed. it just, it just, and none of them were that. It was random. If, if they had, had if, if if you were going to have Adrian Chase be Prometheus, mm-hmm. but have Felicity date Adrian Chase, you could have tied yeah, everything all together. So, and it would have connected Felicity to the main plot, which is what needed to happen. Felicity yeah. fans wanted. Uh-huh. And instead of sending her off into the sidelines like they did, and it's just like you had an opportunity here to make this great. There were parts of season five I loved, but it could have been so much better. Yeah, I agree. It could have been the best season of the whole series, and they they fucking blew it. Yeah, it really could have been 
a really spectacular season. And I just think that they mismanaged a lot. I think they got So wrong we were supposed to talk about the wrong. first three episodes and we ended up talking about the rest of the it's show. Fine. We're going to do that all the time. Like, that's okay. what we do. Like, people are, okay, if anyone's expecting us to stay on topic, we don't do that. No. <laughs> that's not how it works. Uh, not in this a house. really good question. Can you talk about your differing perspectives of Errol from someone who watched it from the pilot on day one, Jen, versus who picked up on it after seeing the Felicity enthusiasm and had to backtrack, Callie? I mean, we kind of already did with your 207. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, you were more willing to give Laurel a chance where I was not. Yeah, I think I had. And I think, I think that's the I biggest that's takeaway the biggest, from and that And that, that was something thing. we would debate a lot as we were watching the show. I, my patience with Laurel really didn't end until it was season three. By the time we got to the end of season three, and I was like, okay, I'm done. I was so pissed about her storyline in season three because that is all in, in any interview that you read about Laurel when they talked about her character. It was always about, okay, yeah, she hasn't had a whole lot to do, but just wait until we get to the Black Canary storyline. It's all building. You're going to be blown away. I can remember you were, you were excited, I was so excited in season three. You were excited for Laurel's storyline. Finally, she's going to matter. Yes. Finally, this is going to be great. That. And I remember I was just like, nope, don't want it. You're don't like, want you're it. You're so wrong. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not wrong. It's going to be amazing. And I'm like, what do you. I just, I, I didn't even want to give it a chance to be amazing. Yeah, I just didn't just want done. it. I mean, period. you were, you were done with her from pretty much second one. And I was like, I kind yeah, of might like her. One. My problem was I had versions of Laurel that I liked, but you could never like nail down a version. You, I feel like you wanted to like her. Yeah, that's probably fair, too. I didn't want to, like... The archetype that she presented was somebody you are like, I could really like this right. character. And you were constantly disappointed. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. trying to find a way to like her. Uh, the amount of time and effort and disappointment. I mean, don't you remember that meta I wrote about Sarah? Yes. And, I mean, I was so... Yes. I was like... You put, you put so much into it. You're like, there has to be something died. here. I was like, oh, this is important. I guess I was destroyed. I was just like, oh, this is going to be the most amazing arc ever. And I You're was like, like no, no, it's not. not. <laughs> You're like, it will be terrible because she is terrible and the writers hate her and you just won't come to grips with that. I'm like, no! And I just remember like, wait, I remember watching 313. I, I, that, was, that was like the one episode I had to watch twice. I hated I was that like, episode. Wait, what? <laughs> and it was literally that episode is so bad. It took me a minute, but I was like, "Oh my god, they just did her entire Black Canary arc in three episodes." Oh my god. Yep. Oh my god, did that happen? Yes, it did. It, it was yep. Complete yep. shit. I was like, and Oliver had to be dead for it yes. to happen. Yes, but it wasn't until we hit. It was so unconnected from yes. Oliver that he had to be dead. Yeah, in order for, for her to, to have her, for her to have a storyline, and yet her fans still thought. And then it was on the back Laurel end. And she, her skills were so poorly managed, and her development Ugh. was just awful. Like that's a cool story. Like take somebody from the start and make them, you know, into uh, you know a ninja, like we saw with Oliver. Like we didn't see ten hours of Oliver training with Slade. But, like, you believed over the summer that he got his shit 
done and he figured it out and Slade trained him. It was very similar to uh, Thea and Merlin over the summer. Like, we're like, okay, right. you can, like, fill that in. Well, the, the, the audience can watch that and be like, okay, I can believe that this right. happened. But then when you got to Laurel, you like don't believe that like the beginning and you're showing her to be a complete disaster, which makes no sense with all of her skills in season one and season two. Then you need to start showing us like her training and it can't be just boxing scenes. Just a couple of boxing lessons. Yeah. That was it. Like, oh, my God. And then I think I actually so do feel like they bad. heard fan outcry and they were like they just threw Nissa in there to be like, oh, she's training with her on the on the side and you're like okay this is awful it's all awful so yeah and i would also say like from from watching season one and season two things are more stressful in season one and season two when you're doing week to week yeah i think it's always more stressful i don't care what show you're watching when you're doing it a week to week it's not as stressful to watch as a as a binge that's why Oh no, no, absolutely. Who are like coming in later and who are they the people who came in in like season six, like they have no Well, it's like how could you be worried that they were ever not gonna get back together? It's like, listen, child. You don't know, okay? (laughs) And and a lot of it is isn't it isn't just what you're seeing on the show. A lot of it is the other fans and their reactions. A lot of it is the interviews. Oh yeah, there's so much white. A lot of it is like, there's all sorts of other stuff that's not even the show that you just binged. Right. That you didn't experience right. what that right. was. And I didn't experience what season one in fandom was, as it turns out, neither no. did you, regardless of you watching the show. But I have, um, there was at one point, people went back and they kind of, like, compiled, like, reaction tweets mm-hmm. to some of the um, some of the season one episodes and so I read through those mm-hmm. ones and it was, it was amazing to, to sit there and listen to the modern day quote, quote, Laurel Lance fans talk about how, oh, we've loved her. She's the best. We love her from the beginning. Nobody fucking liked her in season one. I saw the really tweets. everybody was bitching about. Laurel. She was so annoying. nobody could stand okay, good. it. Everybody loved Felicity. Nobody liked She Laurel. was just awful. There was no what, Laurel fans. There was no Laurel fans. Anytime they showed a Laurel and Oliver scene, people hated it. Really? The media hated it. I, you know, it's, it's amazing. When you go back and look, there was no support for Laurel. There was no support for that relationship. Whatsoever. Well, I mean, to me, the real barometer for me, for me was watching, because I was such an Alyssi fan, but by the time my parents started watching, like, they, they were like completely whatever about it but um they hated laurel my mom was like she's so abrasive and i think abrasive is a really great term for her it is an extremely great that that's the thing when i started watching whenever i talk with anybody else in real life not in fandom but in real life who watched the show nobody liked laurel yeah nobody and it didn't matter if they were super fans or casual watchers everybody's like she's the worst i don't yeah yeah I mean, I remember being, jumping online and just gorging myself on info. And I remember reading several articles that were like titled The Problem with Laurel Lance. The, every single time they talked about like um, worst character yeah. or worst she was on stuff, there. she was always yeah. on I mean, there. And this is coming from like E! Online and Entertainment Weekly and TV Line. 
Nobody likes that relationship. It's not like the writers, and if you think the writers don't see that shit, you're delusional. But they had already started writing away from it. You know what I mean? That what's key yeah. is they didn't like it. I've never seen a show hate on a relationship that they created more than. All you need to do is look at the difference between Arrow's first SDCC, where they only sent uh, Stephen yep. Katie, versus their second SDCC before season two, where they sent the whole cast. Now, in season one, they had Katie and Steve do the TV line interview. Oh, jeez. I never saw it. In season two, in season two, it was Steve and Emily, and that's the one where he's, like, looking at her legs and all that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, that infamous interview yeah. and it was like when you look at like the screenshots from those two interviews side by side yes yeah it's like sitting on opposite ends of the couch versus sitting right next to each other there's steve smiling steve engaging versus steve being stone-faced like it was obvious yeah. every yeah what was going on it was so fucking obvious yeah. and it was and, that, and that's kind of what what added to my confidence yeah. when that I started very watching. Helpful. That would have calmed me down during 2B a lot. I would have been like... Everything I saw. Yeah. Everything I saw, like, in the media. It wasn't just the show. It was the media. Yeah, was about if I had known Felicity. that they were Nobody cared about Emily and Felicity, I would have been like, okay, I'm good. Because there's a difference between what you're seeing on the show and obviously where the story is versus what they're selling. So right. that's why I was like, they, and they were doing right. both. So I, I didn't know they were selling Felicity and Oliver, which they were. Oh, Every fucking okay. interview. Yeah, I would have been way calmer. Like, I would have been like, not. Oh, I'm not a creepy person. <laughs> and I would have been if I had known about the interviews, and, and I would have called them down about the second half. And that's, and I think that's a lot of why I also got so frustrated with the Sarah thing in season. Yeah, I in get season that. To be because. It had been all Elicity all the time. It was all SDCC all through the fall. Yeah. And then we hit this moment. And all of a sudden, Steve was talking about how his, you know, Oliver's relationship with with Sarah and how that was like the best thing. And oh my gosh, there was like no mention of Elicity. It was dropped like boom. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Well, probably because they realize that they're tipping their hand too much. And... They were they tipped it so yeah. hard, and then they like shut it yeah. all like, off. Don't take it, it all away. Me... So it was like it wasn't just what I was seeing; it was everything else that was happening in addition to what was happening on yeah. the show that made me mad. Hmm. I was furious, man. I've never been more mad at the show, and you've seen me mad at the show. I was never more mad at the show than I was. You were more mad about Sarah opening. than you were the breakup. Oh yeah. Oh my god, yeah. yes. We were, oh, we were pretty mad. I, <laughs> even when they broke up, I was not not quitting the show. Right. Well, I you know they're going to get back together. Yeah. No, I nearly quit the show in two B. Well, yeah. I pulled like, back oh, so look- much from it. See, that's the thing. That was always my thing. I was always like, okay, well then maybe they're going to go with this whole canary arrow thing. Right, and that's what I was worried about. Like I was, I was like, okay, so maybe they'll they'll do something with Lucy, or then maybe they'll just do this instead. Like, I wasn't necessarily worried about Laurel, but I wasn't confident in Elicity at that point. Well, and I also had a thing, and people will think think I am crazy. I worried about it less in season two, but the gold dress scene when Felicity walks in, right. is also flabbergasted at how she looks. <laughs> 
Oh, so you were worried about them, Diggle like, and Felicity? Hot. I was like, to me, when I saw that scene, the first thing I thought is they don't know if they're going Oliver and Felicity or Felicity and Diggle. They don't know. That wow. was the first thing I thought. I remember thinking that. Very you know, clearly. I never thought of it that way, but there were some, there's some fix and you can mm-hmm. still find some of them where they kind of mentioned like Felicity's like, both of these guys are hot. I could go for either of them. And I'm like reading them going. Um. I remember watching the TV lion shows before season two. And like Emily is sitting between David and Steven. And, you know, there's like a mention of how about, how do you, you know, what about Elicity? And everybody's cheering. And then Felicity's like, yeah, but what about, Emily's like, what about some people might like Felicity and Diggle? And then there's like silence. Silence. Like, no, oh, don't do it. Thing is, so, nobody, nobody was falling for that. Like, it was just like, I don't was, know what it was. One, and it doesn't make any the sense. the only moment in one where I thought maybe Felicity and Diggle were going to be a thing. Well, I don't know. But they have them train yeah. together and stuff. I mean, the seeds yeah, were kind of there. You're coming, I'm just trying to remember how it was from week to week. If you're coming in week to week and you just have no information whatsoever. Yeah. There's nobody... I wasn't talking about this show with anybody else. I was just watching it with Nick, who I guarantee you has nothing to offer in terms of obsessively dissecting television shows. He watches and he moves <laughs> He's on like, with please his life. Not. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> cannot do this with you anymore, woman. And so I was not online, not reading articles, nothing. I was deep into the Vampire Diaries fandom where I was like consuming all I could find on whether or not Steph and Elena were going to get back together. It didn't even occur to me that there could have been an Arrow fandom. Never occurred to me. I of was course like, there was an idiot. I was like, oh, this show is popular too. Okay, great. So, yeah. <laughs> it was like really the only time I was like, mm, but maybe. But yeah, if you look at season two, it's kind of like, bring well, listen, my biggest meta was why, when did Oliver fall in love with Felicity? Even after season two, people were kind of like, what, they wanted it laid out for them how it happened. You know, and I find that people, that's a, it almost is a, a personal question because. Oh, it's really personal. When somebody makes up yes. their mind about when you it happens, very they, nothing will convince yes, them otherwise. Yes, very different. We'll save that for when we get to season two. But yeah, like we have very, very different, we have very different <laughs> perspectives on that. I'm I'm completely firm. I, You're completely are, firm. Everybody is always very but completely it's like we firm. we appreciate the other's perspective it's not like an angry oh, yeah. no anytime somebody says it was in 103 this little laptop those are bullet holes they fell in love and i'm like i respect that right because like <laughs> i don't agree the same team here that. it's like yeah okay you, you said it was love at first sight sure. sure okay i don't think it was for oliver but whatever okay back to infinite <laughs> canvas sorry that last question was by penny which actor looks the most baby faced when compared to the family? Steve. I don't know if they tried to make Steve look more craggly at by the end with the beard and the hair. He needed weird. a haircut really bad. Um, because then he had, did he have shorter hair in the reunion scene with Felicity? I feel like they cut his I, hair. Yes, I think I feel like, like he did. Jesus Oliver got a haircut while he was hanging out in the nether world of Paradise. Which I feel like that's just so rude. I know. Like, obviously, if you're in the netherworld of paradise, Felicity's going to want to give you the haircut. Or she's going to want to give you the haircut. That's true. It's like, why did you cut it right before? Couldn't you just have done it after netherworld sex? I don't understand. Right? But also, he's God, so he could, like, just make it grow again. 
Just grow the hair. No, I would say Stop that Stephen definitely the aging. It's a little bit like a president. You see the president in the beginning. David Ramsey didn't <laughs> age at all. Uh, David Ramsey looks fantastic. David doesn't age. Uh, Emily doesn't age. Uh, Katie Cassidy, I would say. Katie Cassidy became a whole There's a other whole person. other situation <laughs> happening there that it actually makes me sad to watch season one because she was so healthy and beautiful you know what i i hated her so bad in season one but going back and looking at season one i'm like she was actually she was beautiful it was like when laurel when felicity says gorgeous laurel i'm like yeah we can call her gorgeous and then something just i don't know what happened but she went she lost i just think it's too severe and maybe that was the point maybe the black canary is supposed to look severe i don't know but i just i liked how she looked in season one more yeah it's just it's she I don't know. It, baby face doesn't apply, but like completely changed their entire look. That's Katie Cass. Oh, Silver's asking good questions. What's she asking? I have very fond memories of Callie's reaction to season one. Thanks to her, I'll never be able to see eyebrows the same again. Listen, that was like the literally the first thing I said because she and I were chatting mm-hmm. online as we wa- as I watched because she'd already watched. Oh, I love it. She watched it live. <laughs> Cute. She watched it live, and so then she watched it with me when I binged, and and I was like, "Who is this chick and her <laughs> eyebrows?" Why she yelled at Oliver? You know, like, just, <laughs> nope, don't like her at all. Right off, and Silver was a little bit more like you. She was like, "Oh, but me and know, Silver could have hang." Point. Yeah, she, we're you know. yeah. She's like, "Oh, she has a good reason to be bad at Oliver." No, she's not all that bad. I'm like, "No, she's the fucking worst." <laughs> That's my thing about them. I, their relationship made me not like Oliver, and I really wanted to like Oliver because I was I, always when when, when given the option, like when giving the the, the the schism, either like Laurel or like Oliver. I yeah, I was always like, like I want that. Like, it I like, his relationship with her, the cheating, was the thing I like disliked most about him. Surprisingly, I hated him more than all the murder. I was okay with him snapping next. I was like, that's okay. They're bad. But like the sleeping with the sister. The cheating, I was able to look at the cheating and go, that was five years ago. He's a different man now. Yeah, no, she can't do that. And I, and and the fact that Laurel wasn't able to do that while professing to still be the love of his life. But you know, or him be the love of her. It's just like, "Mm, no, you don't know what that means, honey girl. I mean, I think I think Thea was the oh. first one to call Oliver out on it. I think Moira was had her head up her ass where she was like, "You're going to be a CEO now." It's like, okay. Everybody was so mean. They were, and I, I, I was immediately on Team Oliver, and so like Moira was mean to him. Quentin was mean to him. Thea was mean to him. Like. I like Tommy because Tommy was nice to him, but then Tommy was mean to him, and I was like, "Holy!" I mean, if you're not Team (laughs) Oliver on this show, you're gonna have a rough go. Okay, so Felicity, (laughs) uh, what was your thoughts on one-off character Felicity? Did you hope she'd come back? Did you have an inkling that she would become a love interest, the main love interest? Callie was lucky enough to know she'd become a series regular when she started watching. Um, I distinctly remember thinking. After Oliver smiled, oh, there you all are, Oliver. My big problem with Arrow in the first two episodes was that I felt compassion for Oliver. Uh, I obviously knew he was suffering. I 
I also know that his mission that may be slightly misguided at points was very honorable and he was a good man. The problem I was having was I understood the concept of the show that you were essentially taking Oliver from a selfish playboy playboy billionaire to a selfless superhero. I couldn't see the superhero he was going to become in those first two episodes. And I think that's kind of important for in the terms of your trajectory, particularly in the pilot that I just couldn't, he was more, he, he was loving to his family, but he kept everybody at arm's length. Felicity was a stranger who wasn't supposed to matter. And there was a break in his character, but I remember thinking, Oh, there's his humanity. That's, that's that, that's the Oliver he's going to become that smile. That's who he's going to become. I'm on board with this. And I remember thinking, wow, who is that girl? I was like, that was a fun scene. Oh, I can now see the superhero. That's kind of amazing. But I didn't have any inklings of, oh, she's going to become a serious. I I had no inkling of like, will she become a love interest? I don't know. I was, I, I think it was like an immediate, I felt a spark in that scene and I was like, yes, this is what I want, you know, the relationship between Oliver and Laurel to be like, to be like. you know, but I had no concept. It's like every time she popped up, it was exciting. You're like, oh, Felicity, yay. It was kind of like she was just like this little confetti that they would sprinkle into episodes. You're like, yay. I mean, I remember it almost felt like season two of Buffy every time Angel would pop up. Angel's not actually in a lot of the first half of the season with Buffy. And all you ever got were really, really short Buffy and Angel scenes. Typically tacked on at the end of the episode because the guy can't go out during the day and half her, you know, half her life is in the day at school. So anytime Angel popped up, it was like really exciting. And you never knew what episode it was going to be. Where's, where's Angel? And then all of a sudden he'd be there and it was like, it was always my favorite moment. And that was very much what Felicity watching Felicity was like, she just, she would pop up, but I didn't really get an inkling until in terms of like, okay, they are definitely playing the romance angle. I think until later in season one, I'd say one fifteen. when you get to that episode and we talk about yeah. it, I'm going to have a lot of things to say about one. But I think it was a very, I had a very visceral. It was a very visceral reaction to Oliver to Oliver's reaction yeah. to Felicity. And I did hope, I was like, oh, I hope that, I think I do remember, oh, I, I don't know who that is, but I hope she comes back. I was encouraged that she had a second scene with him and it was cute and fun. I was like, you know, maybe it's a fluke. <laughs> this chemistry, no, it wasn't a fluke. They, they just had a very interesting, he didn't have that kind of relationship with anybody else on that show. And it was, right. it was different. It felt, it was just like a different, the show just shifted in a vibe and you're like oh but I really I very much remember thinking oh there you are Oliver and I could visually see the superhero that they were moving towards which is really pretty cool and that got me on board with him and then I would say the the falling in love with Elicity was slow and steady for me and then by the time I got to end of season two I was in deep Cause I just couldn't, I'm such a, I don't like to put myself in situations where I'm going to be frustrated and I didn't want to ship something that the writers have no intention of ever falling through on. I hate that stuff. Like I know there's people who like put two characters that the show hasn't shown any kind of 
romantic relationship and like put them together and they fit it and they hope for it. I am much more okay. You, the sh- if there's evidence in the show that the writers are thinking about this, then I get on board. But if I, I'm not like one of those, let's put you know, trying like Laurel and Diggle together and hope they become a couple. It's like no, there's no shot in hell. You're just going to be disappointed. So my my concern with Oliver and Felicity was I was like crazy about him with Felicity, but I knew I was supposed to like Laurel and Oliver because that's the route the writers were going to go. So I was like, all of season one is me being really jazzed about Oliver and Felicity scenes and trying to force myself to get on board with Oliver and Laurel. That was literally the whole first season. And it was really frustrating, which is why I couldn't get obsessed with the show. Cause I was just like, Oh, there's this major piece of it that is really problematic. <laughs> really problematic. Yeah. Uh, hi Maddie. What do y'all think Diggle's first impression of Felicity and her dynamic with Oliver was? Um, when did she that doesn't happen until later I don't think we've hit those episodes I want to save that question Maddie until we get to those episodes because it's a really good question I'm going to like it I think from my memory Diggle was very impressed with Felicity not giving Oliver not taking any of Oliver's shit and she could put him in his place and he liked that Compare and contrast the first scene meet up with Oliver and Laurel and then Oliver and Felicity. Well, I mean, it's just night and day. Oliver and this is from Angel. Oliver was very, the first meetup between Oliver and Laurel was filled with resentment, anger, guilt. It was almost vitriolic in nature. There's nothing there to root for. Whereas Oliver and Felicity, it's warm, it's friendly, it's hopeful, it's funny. Uh, there's a spark there. There's no chemistry between Laurel and Oliver. There is chemistry between Oliver and Felicity. It's like, it's basically everything I want in a first scene OTP scene happened with Oliver and Felicity. And I was like, no, but it was supposed to happen with Oliver and Laurel. And then it didn't. So Mm, do you think there is an alternate reality where the powers that be could have gotten the casting of Laurel Wright chemistry between the two right and changed the history of the show? Or was the character dead on arrival? What actress would you have cast for the role if you were in charge? This is from Luna Star. Oh, man, that's a good question. Hmm. Yeah, if Emily was cast as Laurel. You know, I'm glad she wasn't because the, the character... It's it's not just Katie. Cass. No, it's not. You can't no. put you can't put the no, blame for I, I for Laurel 100% percent agree with you because it it, it was the if writing. If you put Felicity part. in that, if you put Emily in that role, the first thing I think of is well, we still got to get over the cheating thing. Well, you got to get over the cheating thing and that that venom in that first scene. Now, do I think there's a way to do that first scene where she expresses more compassion to him? And do I think Emily could have done a very good job with such a scene? Absolutely. There was a way to play that and still retain sympathy for the Laurel character while not hating Oliver. Like, there was a way to do that, and they didn't. But I'm glad that Felicity is Felicity, and I'm glad Emily is not Laurel. I think that would have been a big mistake. And they wouldn't have done it because Laurel was too big a role for somebody that was so unknown. Yeah, I mean, you gotta really remember, guys, Katie Cassidy was the name. Steven was a nobody. So... And Emily was more more of a nobody in terms of, like, fame, not that they're nobody people. Everybody, of course, 
I'm just saying in terms of fame and what networks want to see yeah. in order to drum up publicity. Katie was hot. She was coming off Melrose Place. She was the she was the new Heather Locklear. You guys can't remember. I don't know if anybody remembers, but there was a ton of positive press about her performance in Melrose Place. And she was consistently like the show itself was kind of crappy, but they were she, they were consistently praising Katie Cassidy and her performance that she's like the one good thing. So she, you know, when that show got canceled, it wasn't because of Katie Cassidy's acting. It wasn't her fault. So she was hot. She was viewed as this phenomenal actress that they have. I think, I think it's, 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 I don't feel like I know enough about her acting to say that she's a good actress. I just think that whatever energy she brought to Arrow was in direct contrast with the energy that Steven brought. And those two things were never going to stay. Yeah, you're right. I feel like I do know enough about her acting. I've seen enough. Um, She's really good at playing the bitch. She's phenomenal at it. I mean, think about, she was basically the new Heather Locklear in the new Melrose place. Uh, She was really, uh, she played bitchy characters on Supernatural. uh, uh, What's the other one? Gossip Girl and Melrose Place. And she's really good at that. So when she came into Arrow, that's the exact same. She was playing her Melrose Place character as Laurel. It was that heated vitriolic seething snappy comeback and she does not have the ability to play angry but still a sympathetic character yeah and there there's a way to do yeah. that she just she there's just like did. a middling ground of where you find but her her anger and her heat she always just came on too strong in the scenes where she was angry with Oliver and so her her anger shown through eclipsing any other possible right which is why i never was able to believe that she loved him because if you love somebody you don't treat them that way and then the next scene she had to act like like i say cat and heat and it's like oh my god i have to be all over him like you just okay i mean i've just never seen such an uneven relationship i mean even and this is like my no tp of all no tps damon and elena were consistent in the steady growth of their relationship and what they were building towards. It wasn't like one week Elena loved Damon and the next week Elena hated Damon. That would have been right because, and like I, you could even say on that show, she could have gotten away with it because it was based on a love triangle. They had her consistently in love with Stefan for the first three years and shit and genuinely built this love that she was starting to form for Damon and had it in multiple different forms throughout the progression of the show. All right. Let's see. Um, was that was it. Was that the it? Let's see. We got a bunch of questions. My God. So no, I don't I think it was a I would think it was a perfect storm. If they had if they removed the cheating aspect of the storyline and they cast a different actress, sure, it might have worked. Um, but neither one of those things happened. So it, to me, it's just, it was the combination of multiple factors. Did you do Maddie's question? I did. I just, I was like, oh, we, we're going to get down to, what do you think Diggle's first impression of Felicity and her dynamic was? All her was. She hasn't <laughs> met Diggle yet. We haven't gotten that far. So. Oh, because that's not, mm, that's like an episode. And five, I know, I was like, we were talking six, about all kinds of other stuff. Um, so I, what I would say, I think my impression was 
if memory serves, that Diggle was impressed with Felicity's intelligence and that she liked he liked that she didn't take any of Oliver's crap. Yeah, I think she he liked how she handled And Oliver. David Ramsey is such a phenomenal like it's not his he doesn't scene. Have to say anything. It's not his scene. He doesn't know if the camera's on him or not. Maybe he does, but he's reacting to the scene. And he's and, you yeah. know, he's great at doing the little smirks, the eyebrow raises, you know, little side glances. There's a lot of background giggle in season one and season two in Elicity scenes. And he does such right. a great job of reacting to the two of them in a way that fans react well to. Like, Diggle was kind of like, he was us, you know? I was like, I see something there. So... But I think that happens more in season two, but I'm very much looking forward to. Basically, I've got to plow through the first nine so we can get to the back half of one because the back half of one is when Felicity and Diggle have a much more prominent position. So. What are you watching lately, Callista? Um, I'm watching Umbrella Academy season two. Nice. I'm finishing Cursed. I watched the end of our documentary. I'll be home. That was so was good. Really good. If you guys are looking for a documentary, watch. It was. So I'll be sad. home after dark or something like that. Look. No, I'll be, be gone, gone in the dark. Yeah, it's really, really good. It's only six episodes. You can do it. Um, what else did I watch? My daughter is on a full Once Upon a Time, Gilmore Girls, and Arrow binge. So we're doing those ones again. That's it. I think that's it. <laughs> I have a meeting in ten minutes, so we should probably wrap it up. Oh, we gotta go let Jen go and go back the real world. Make me work. <laughs> All right, we will probably. So I think our plan is like we're just taking groupings, and like when I feel like Lauren and I got to a good point, and it's like, oh, there's stuff for me and Cal to talk about, then we podcast. Yeah. So we'll I mean, we can yell about Laurel for nine straight episodes, which we probably, which we probably will. will. But we're, we can combo it down to like groupings. We feel. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever Jen says, let's podcast, I'll go, okay. No, she really is like, you do whatever you want to do. And I'm like, okay. And you're like, I don't know if I'm going to have much to add. And I was like, you can always yell about Laurel. She was like, facts. And facts, as, as facts proven, facts. I absolutely mm-hmm. can. All right, peeps. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.